consumer demands disruptive technologies and AI are shaping healthcare for years to come. On Hello Healthcare, we dive deep on these issues with leaders who are driving change. We hope that these stories will inspire you to create and demand a better future in healthcare. Please welcome your host, Alan Tam, Chief Marketing Officer at Actium Health. Our first two seasons of Hello Healthcare are available on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our conversations with some of healthcare's most well-respected leaders in marketing, business strategy, data science, and much more. If you like what you hear, please share with your friends and leave us a review. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, healthcare. As a marketer myself, there's really no shortage of channels or mediums for me to reach and engage my audiences. The challenge has always been, how do I deliver the right content to the right person at the right time? For healthcare systems today, it's an open green pasture with many still focused on broadcast and analog marketing. While most health systems are still setting up their digital marketing practices, Jordana Taylor, marketing manager at Baycare Health Systems, is using podcasts to power her content marketing strategy. I'm excited to have Jordana here with me today on Hello Healthcare. Welcome, Jordana. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yes. You know, I'm really blown away with your strategy of using podcasts. And I think it's really innovative and revolutionary within healthcare. What kind of led to this really cool idea? So necessity is the mother of all innovation. Uh Our footprint within Baycare, it's a primarily a four-county footprint. So it's a Mm -hmm. fairly large footprint. And we have 15 hospitals, soon to be 16. And we were doing a lot of in-person physician lectures. So we were having seminars where we'd bring in a physician and he would talk about, you know, knee replacement or carotid artery or something along those lines, different services and procedures. We were reaching a key demographic of the, you know, 60, 65 plus retired because we were having these in-person lectures at noon in the middle of a week. But we weren't, we were missing some of the key audience that could not attend an in-person lecture. So they were working professionals or busy parents, or maybe there was a topic that they were uncomfortable attending an in-person mm-hmm. lecture. So maybe pelvic floor health or different you know, prostate cancer or something like that. So we needed a medium that could reach them. And so that's when we started looking, what could that be? And podcasts presented themselves as a, a great opportunity to reach that, that untapped audience. That's really cool. That's really awesome. What made you kind of gravitate towards podcasts, say, versus email or other types of digital channels? Well, we know people learn in different ways. And so we did have, and we do have an email marketing strategy. So we have, you know, email content that goes out so people can read different health and wellness tips and facts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we looked into video recording because that's another option, but that was something that was, had a lot of labor intensity to it, as well as a higher cost and to get the production value that you really want. The audio mechanism, we love podcasts because you are able to really take that health and wellness information on the go. It became more portable. And so instead of, you know, we wanted this as a medium that we could reach those audiences that couldn't attend. And so making it as easy for them as possible was really the goal we were looking at. And podcasts just really provided that that portable information for people. Awesome. So how long has your podcast been up and running now? 
So we started in April of 2018 and then have continued now, so almost five years now. That's incredible. Did you see an uptake during the pandemic? As oh, did we? Oh, wow. yes. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was glad we started it when we did because we were able to build a nice library of podcasts. And uh-huh. so when it came time to the pandemic and then we had to cancel all of our in-person classes and events, we then had this robust library at that time, probably 180 to 100 podcasts that we could tap into. One great example how this worked is maternity classes. So, you know, when you're going to be a new mom and you have all these questions and information that you want to get. So we had this robust childbirth classes programming that people could attend and that all had to be canceled with the pandemic for out of safety reasons. And so we were able to pivot very quickly to the podcast. We already had several podcasts in English and a few in Spanish. We were able to build that library more of these maternity childbirth classes. So even though we weren't able to offer the in-person, we were still able to offer them that information because it's not just because the classes paused, the pregnancy couldn't pause. They still need that information. And so we were able to then provide that resource to the community. That's amazing. I think that's a very cool use case you identify. So you're on a podcast now. So I'm talking to you (laughs) as a peer. And one of the biggest challenges I have myself with podcasts is how do I measure the effectiveness and success of it? You used one example of maternity, but in terms of proving it to your leadership, proving it to your team, what are some of the core metrics that you're using today to justify the continuation of the program Mm -hmm. and the effectiveness of, of the podcast? There's a lot of ways that you can do to measure the success of, of podcasts with us. And it's you know part of what the goal is of your podcast. So for us, it's building a lot of that great health and wellness content. We really are seeing this as an extension of our benefit to the community and that educational, providing that health and wellness education. So our community is, is more educated about the different services and procedures and their own personal health. That's a big factor for us. And so being able to have that good content that we can then repurpose in other ways. So yeah. we have the podcast, which is great, that audio file, but then we can use that in our email marketing. We can use that on our website, on our service line pages or our hospital pages. Um, we integrate it into our physician bio pages. So if someone looking for a doctor. Maybe they're not necessarily looking for that procedure or that topic that they're talking about, but they can still hear the doctor talk, you know, because you can get a sense of somebody when you actually, you know, listen to them, you know, interacting with someone else. And so we're able to repurpose it in a lot of ways. And so that in and of itself provides a huge benefit to the, the organization. In terms of the analytics, we measure interactions. So mm-hmm. the plays and downloads that a particular podcast has, that's right. you know one mechanism. And you can look at that in the first 45 days, the first 90 days of a podcast. We also see in the Google Analytics, looking at page views are when we put it on a certain page, do the page views increase? Are certain podcasts getting more traction than others? And so is there a particular interest a topic that may be resonating more in the community and should we dig deeper into into that avenue as well. So across all these different types of areas where I can consume the podcast, I'm curious to hear which one has been most effective in highest reach for you? In terms of the the mechanism? Correct. Is it Apple? Is it Spotify? Do people go to the website? It depends on how we promote it. If it's just 
a straight podcast that we put out there without other touch points with it. So if we haven't used it in social media or email marketing and things like that, typically Apple Podcasts okay. is where we get, or those other third-party aggregator sites. So the Apple, Google, Amazon, things like that. But when we, the podcast that we've included in our email mm-hmm. digest, so our health and wellness information emails that we send out, they have articles in there. So some great information there, some other calls to action. And we always include a podcast. And those which we drive then people to our website, those tend to get the highest interaction. That's interesting. Absolutely. So, so they consume it on the website. So they're listening mm-hmm. online. Yep. yep. So they can play it or download it directly from our website. That's awesome. And that's yep. where we see, you know, if we see a number that spikes on our podcast, it's usually because it's been in an email. Okay. That's fantastic. How do you get patients to subscribe to the content? Or, you know, is that is, is that something that you guys are doing today? I mean, we do have subscribers. We're not actively trying to get more subscribers. The tricky thing with our podcast is the topics are so broad. Mm. So it's not, you know, where you have a lot of those other podcasts where they're really a niche topic. So, right. you know, marathon runners. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's really the audience that you're you're going for. With us, it's everything from the maternity to the senior health, men's health, children's health, everything in between. And so there isn't any, you know, one size fits all subscribers. So what right. we really are trying to do is get the content that from our research that we know consumers are looking to to get more information about and then trying to get it, as you mentioned in the open, to the the right people at the right time yeah. in the right place in right. the right way so that they it's there when they need it. Makes sense. How does this compare to other marketing programs and campaigns that you guys are are running? It's not in and of itself a campaign. It's mm-hmm. it's a tool in the toolbox that yeah. that Baycare uses. And mm-hmm. so we're able to integrate it into a lot of our other marketing campaigns that we yep. have as that additional resource. Again, as people learn in different ways, they absorb information in different ways. You know, it takes what the seven touches for people to actually, right. you know, start to to remember your brand. And so it's another one of those tools that we use to help enhance the the content and the information we're putting out there. I'm excited about um, what you guys are doing. And I'm sure that many of you in the audience who are listening are also very excited. So if I wanted to do this, where do I start? Like, how do I even begin? Where do I look? What do I, what do I do? Well, the first step is to figure out your why. So, uh-huh. you know, this is what you want to do, but figure out why it is that you want to do it. What really are your goals? Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, you know, this may be the right medium for what you're trying to accomplish, but it may not be. Um, and for us, we wanted to build that that health and wellness library and information, and we wanted to reach people that we weren't reaching otherwise. We, we started with that why, and then this became the what and the how that we did it. So kind of starting with that and figuring out, you know, what your goals are, what you want to do. If it is a podcast, there are a million different ways that you can start it from, you know, starting it yourself and getting the technical equipment that you need. And there's a lot of resources out there for that. There's different vendors you can work with as well that can help with the technical aspect of it and where you can be the the content and provider resource and they can handle all the technical production side. But I think figuring out really what your goal is and then also getting buy-in from your organization. It's not a small project and undertaking. It's not something that can be sort of done 
once in a while as you kind of see as the need arises, it's something you want to have that consistency with. So whether that be, you know, publishing weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, you just want to have that rhythm to it because people will start to, they that do subscribe will start to expect, you know, that new content to come out. And if it sits dormant for a while, then right. you kind of wonder what's going on. So making sure that you're able to have that buy-in from the organization and then that consistency. Hello Healthcare is brought to you by Actium Health. Healthcare leaders use Actium's CRM intelligence to identify their highest risk patients and drive them to care. Increase your patient volumes, revenue growth, and improve your quality scores today. Learn more at actiumhealth.com. And now, back to the show. You're definitely a pro at this now that you've been doing it for, for a few years, and I think that's a great way to start looking at things. So once I figure out my why... What are some of the best practices and pitfalls to avoid that you've kind of come across in the past few years getting this up and running? The biggest one, which seems so obvious, but sometimes those are the the ones that you learn from, is people can't listen to your podcast if they don't know it exists. And so, you know, at the beginning, we wanted to build that library. So we would have those podcasts that people were looking, but it was a lot of grassroots and organic where we would, you know, just kind of put it out in different ways, but not actively promote it. And we also didn't actively promote it to our team members. Baycare is a large health system. We have 30,000 team members. And so it was probably almost a year of us doing the podcast before we sent out in one of our team member newsletters to say, hey, we're, you know, Baycare has this podcast. Did you know? And the response was no, <laughs> we didn't know. And so, yeah, go, you know, go to Baycare Health Chat, you know, look it up. And it's a great resource once people knew, but they didn't right. know. And so making sure that you really do get that uh, that integration and make sure people know so they can listen to it. What was that first milestone that you had in terms of setting that goal and objective? Like, hey, we gotta hit X. We didn't really have those the specific anal. I mean, it was exciting when we had you know our you know first month where we passed X Y Z analytics. You know when we had you know five hundred you know listens in a month or a thousand yeah. listens in a month. Yeah. You know, and then it's like okay, we're starting to get now all of a sudden what was our when we were excited to get a thousand yeah. and now we're at two thousand a month right. and that's the new norm and now it's you know this yeah. next milestone so it was just starting to see that consistency and that traction we were gaining so where before it was like oh you know we put it in an email so it got a spike but yeah. now we're back to we didn't this month so now it's back to where you know the normal numbers but when you're seeing your levels are starting to be consistently where that was a place you were once just trying to reach for that was really the the exciting milestone for us. Awesome. So now that you have that content earlier, you mentioned about, you know, pushing content to the right folks, obviously maternity content to expecting mothers and so forth. How do you ensure that, you know, you're delivering that content, the right podcasts to the right audience? We do a lot of research in looking at what our consumers are are talking about and what topics are of interest to them. So we have a lot of different ways that we survey our consumers and our patients to get that information. We participate in a community health needs assessment. So we see what are the, the topics and the health concerns out there. We talk to our doctors and clinicians to say, you know, what are questions that patients are asking you? What mm-hmm. are the hot topics that, that are being asked all the time of you that are 
you know, that education that consumers may not have or patients may not have that it's important for them to have when they're trying to make a healthcare decision. So we kind of take all that information and start to sift through it and get it down to a, a list of podcasts that we can then start to reach out to providers to record and have them and get that information out there to the patients and to our consumers. Are you also using data from the actual, I guess, podcast listens or the total listens? How do you combine that with the research that you guys are doing? We are. So we're seeing, again, you kind of look at the metrics and take them with a grain of salt because, again, the more people that know about a podcast, the listens are going to be higher. And so we look at what the more you push a podcast out, you know, the higher it's going to be listened. So is that, are the listens higher because we pushed it out or is it higher because it's resonating? So you kind of looking at it with that. But then you can also start to see some of the podcasts that are month over month having higher interactions. You know, it's been a year since we recorded it, but it's still in the top you know, 10, 20 of our podcasts. And so we'll look at those topics and then say, okay, there's something in here that is really hitting a nerve with people. It's they're they're reacting to it. They're interested in this. Is there another way we can look at this podcast or this topic and go deeper on the topic or go in a slightly different angle to continue to provide that information? One of the categories that has performed Mm -hmm. very well and that is not surprising that it's been a huge need in our community is our topics on mental health and mental wellness. And so, you know, what is, you know, how to cope with stress, how to manage your time, resiliency, things along those lines have really been high, some of our higher ranking podcasts. On the opposite end of the spectrum, Mm -hmm. are there any types of content that you think would not be suitable or what types of content wouldn't be suitable for podcasting? I don't want to say in, in, because in podcasting in general, I think you can pretty much do any topic, but for our podcast, our goal, we really go back to the goal, which was general health and wellness topics. So Mm -hmm. topics that are shorter topics. So they're 10 to 15 minutes in length maximum that is really relevant to our community on those that health and wellness. And so as we, you know, talk about some of the more procedural topics, we don't really go too far into that because that's not really the goal of our podcast. We want to keep it more about the health and wellness and the conditions and, you know, Mm -hmm. how to live a healthy life and, you know, about different health conditions that you may have. So we don't go too far into, you know, a specific, you know, you're going to have this type of procedure and here are all what to expect. We go into it a little bit, but in a frame of your overall, how it impacts your overall health and wellness and not into promoting specific services or procedures. It's a marketing tool, but that's not the ultimate goal. We're not trying to sell you something. We're trying Mm -hmm. to help you to live better, healthier, longer life. Okay. I haven't had a chance to listen to your podcast yet, but what about like kind of just condition education, right? I've just been mm-hmm. diagnosed with diabetes. Like I don't really know anything. Do you have content that helped me understand, well, what is diabetes? We do. We have a podcast on how to live better with diabetes. Awesome. We have one on pre-diabetes. <laughs> so gestational diabetes in English and soon to be in Spanish. So wow. yeah, we are trying to, again, those topics that are relevant to our community, I'm really trying to address them and the questions that they may have around those conditions. That is awesome. This is the first time I've heard of multilingual podcasts. So that's amazing you guys are doing that. What kind of 
drove that in terms of developing multilingual type of uh, content. Again, it always goes back to the community. We have a large Hispanic uh, Spanish-speaking population in our area, in our metro area, and so we wanted to be able to provide a resource for them. They really, we had already started recording a couple before the pandemic, a couple of the maternity mm-hmm. podcasts. And then during the pandemic, we expanded that and then started branching out in some of the other areas. So into heart, we have a, a couple there in diabetes, we have a Spanish podcast. And so trying to get it in a couple of general surgery, we have a Spanish podcast as well. So seeing those areas that would be important for consumers and then making sure we had that that content as well. That must be really cool because then you can start seeing the trends between the different mm-hmm. language and pod, the, the type of content. Does that help you predict or improve some of the services and programs you guys are offering for, say, the Spanish-speaking population versus the non-Spanish-speaking population? We always go back to the research and and listening to our community. And so it's just, it's one of the other tools that we have in order to be able to to gain that information and that insight. We've actually seen, it's been somewhat surprising, even though we did record the Spanish podcast, we were somewhat surprised by how well they have been received in the community in terms of how many interactions, plays and downloads that we've been getting because we really haven't done a lot of robust marketing and push behind it, but they've still found that that resource out there and it's a helpful resource. So that's definitely something we're looking to see how can we, again, get it into, get these podcasts to the right people that need this information. And so that's something we're continuing to explore. That is amazing. I love, love that story. I'm assuming you also get, you know, like you said, just a lot of data to kind of help continue to drive uh, your podcast program. So what's kind of next for podcasts at this point? Well, we just recorded, let's see, in Push Live last week or the week before our 200th podcast. Wow, congratulations. So that was a big, big milestone for us. So continuing to record. And now that we have built such a good library, it's going to be about how can we refine it and and continue to tackle topics and maybe do a few more series podcasts. So where we tackle one subject and go a little bit deeper into it with a you know three, five, seven part series. Also looking at how else we can continue to get the word out. So we have, you know, we've been integrating it with you know our social media and email and the website, but what other opportunities are out there? You know, we have patient waiting rooms. Is mm-hmm. there a way that we can, instead of just having you know the TV on? that we can have the podcast, different podcasts playing in there so we can provide that health and wellness, that that good information. We've explored or or discussed, you know, possibly adding a video component to it to help enhance the content. So I think really there there is no limit. We're just going to kind of see where where it takes us, but continue to look at at the data and and listen to our consumers. Awesome. Look, Jordana, I, I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope our audiences as well. You're definitely on the bleeding edge. If they want to continue the conversation with you or to learn more about leveraging podcasts to power their content, What's the best way for folks to kind of get in touch with you? Well, they can, if they want to learn more about our, our podcast, I definitely encourage them to go to baycare.org or baycarehealthchat.org to be able to listen to, to our podcast and kind of see some of the work that we've done. There also is email address that they could reach me at and it's baycarehealthchat at baycare.org. Nice. I love that URL. So if any of you listening in the audience have any questions or just wondering how you can get started, Jordana is a great resource for for all of you. Jordana, thank you so much for joining us today on Hello Healthcare. Really enjoyed our conversation. For those of you that are listening, 
Thank you for joining us. And until next time, hello. Thanks again for tuning in to Hello Healthcare. If you like what you heard, we appreciate a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You and your feedback fuel us. This conversation is brought to you by Actium Health. To get the latest on what these healthcare leaders are saying, subscribe on hellohealthcare.com. Thanks. And when we see you next time, hello. Hello.